Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 Northern Trust Picks, Bets, Preview, One and Done, some Ryder Cup talk, and I don't want to really recap what happened at the Wyndham Championship, but of course, we'll probably talk about that as well. I mean, we will talk about it. I'm dictating what happens on the show. We will talk about that ever so briefly. Smash the like button to the episode. Give me your favorite bet in the comment section and subscribe to Mayo Media Network. I teased on the research show yesterday that there would be no listeners league. There is a listeners league. The link is in the description of this video and podcast right now. And you can go join. There's only 2,000 spots. They had to make it smaller because it didn't fill last week. So thanks for nothing. I mean, thanks to all the people who did join the Listener's League. But now it's down from 3,000 to 2,000 spots. As yeah, that's going to be, it's still rake-free money, but there's only 2,000 spots. So go get yours right now. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo in order to get a discount on all of the stats, all of the tools for uh, for golf, everything you need for DFS and for golf betting, and join the Mayo Media newsletter. Plus, the giveaway comes to an end this week for free bucks. We're still trying to get to that. We need actually now 17 more Apple reviews for fantasy football picks and bets on Mayo Media Network. That show actually came out on Monday morning in the video and podcast version. But if you hit the description right now, there is a link. You hit that link on Apple Podcasts. You subscribe to Fantasy Football Picks and Bets, the new show. I hosted the show on Monday. So you, know, you need more Mayo in your life. Get some Fantasy Football Picks and Bets. Go through that link. Subscribe. Rate five stars. Leave a review with your Twitter handle or email address. The prize pool is at 1000 dollars right now but if enough of you do it today on thursday i'll be giving away fifteen hundred dollars in cash to i mean i'm going to draw names out of a hat and give money to everyone who left a review on that so thank you for supporting that show as well jeff feinberg is on the line did you have kevin kisner because i didn't i had russell henley who blew it and then i had brennan grace uh, who did cash in each way but also blew it i had c whoo kim who missed myriad birdie putts down the stretch to win this event as it turned out and he ended up losing too. So, Harris English, Russell Henley, I feel like my penance has finally been paid for cashing that Patrick Cantlay ticket uh, when John Rahm had to withdraw. I think I think this is it now. Yeah, the people, you know, I got to say, unlucky, or in the end, lucky to not be one of them. To Well, dumb to... I'm an idiot because I didn't bet English or Henley. But the people that did... I, they have to feel so, like I, I feel for those people that had both of them. There's a level of like scorn that they are feeling with how cruel um, this can be. I got to say, I'm giving full five out of 50 out of five credit to my boy at PGA tout, uh, John Hasselbauer, who I had on my show Wednesday night, Pat, all week on Twitter, he spoke up Kevin Kisner and he spoke it into existence. Uh, he sold me or whether he kind of, yeah, he sold me or I wasn't just going to let someone on my show that passionate talk about something, not put a little piece on it. So I got a stamp ticket from 1049 on Wednesday night <laughs> after being talked into a little uh, Kevin Kisner. And that was incredible. My biggest takeaway from everything is still how a playoff at 15 under made this thing happen. Henley led at 14 after Friday. It's goddamn Wyndham. That was incredible. That was incredible. 
Um, what a what a weird tournament. That was lots of fun. Crazy. I don't know. Yeah, as soon as Henley left it, where like Kisner left it on eighteen on Sunday, I was like, oh no, because Kisner because Kisner put it by the hole and had to make a five footer coming back. And I was listening to it on the radio because I was actually on the driving range. I was listening to the radio feed, and they were describing. I was like, oh, that's exactly where Kisner's ball went. Henley's gonna yeah. miss this too far past it and then miss the comebacker. I just know it because I was like, I'm gonna have three guys in a seven man playoff somehow. And I only had two guys in the seven man or in the six man playoff so that wasn't great and there's no real hedge opportunities when there's six people going and scott should have won it to begin with and then didn't because he's adam scott obviously but i don't know i just feel like i've been kicked in the nuts three out of the past four tournaments i i've i think i've had the second place finisher in five tur- four tournaments in a row now i had spieth at the open vegas and oh. minneapolis uh, I guess English didn't come in second, but he was winning that tournament by oh, yeah. three Se- strokes. That's at second the... in my mind. Yeah, and Henley didn't come second at this one, although I had two guys who did tie for a second. Henley should have won this one, so I'm close. Wow. Like It's funny, like, if you're running good, and we've had this happen to us over time, where you win all of those, and you like you win two of those, you're up so much money for the year mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and then you lose all four of them, and it's just it's so dejecting. Yeah, that's just where I'm at right now, like with golf betting. Like, good thing NFL starting, so I can just go lose all my money on that instead. But I really felt like this really could have been a good year golf betting for me, and it's just not. I'm going to finish in the hole this year. That sucks. I got to say, I mean, you made a very good point. I know it's so easy to say because all you, the winner is all that matters, but your process is clearly on goddamn point. Like, you, that is undeniable. You are a shark circling the winner circle and and you are like uh there's a hamster trying to keep getting that piece of cheese on the other side of the electronic fence like you yeah so i i feel for that but um as a fan of you in this show i would hope you don't get demoralized because your process in getting you into these positions is as good as any and and as good as any run you've kind of like short-term run you've had that could have been four of four so I don't know, man. Keep on, keep on keeping on. That was such a weird, weird weekend. And for a tournament whose field is so like low end, we don't make fun of it like we do others. Like we're expecting to have a great week, you know? And we got one in Minnesota after making fun of the field. But this one, we didn't have that pre-tournament like sort of, ha ha, this tournament jokes. Like this tournament always gives us something fun and classic on Sunday. And it, and it did it, it did it again. Well, the, the big thing is with this tournament, we don't kick it in the nuts like the other bad field tournaments because we're just it's the same field every year at this tournament. Like we don't expect. I remember when Tiger played it that one year. It was like, oh my god, he's playing the Wyndham Championship. Like it was such like an outlier. But I really do. I love the course. I love I love Sedgefield. I like that it's the last tournament. There's some fun storylines. Your boy Ricky couldn't get it done, but. I, I want to give a special shout out because I mean I'm 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 down from the betting side. DraftKings has surprisingly been going really well for me because I have I have a bunch of people in second, a bunch of people in seventh, and I'm getting six of sixes through, so that's going okay. I did want to give a special shout out to Sam Sherman who entered the golf creation space after being you know, a viewer of this show and a lot of other shows. He took the leap. He was inspired to get into the space. And he does really great work, and he went 30k on the weekend. So congratulations Way to him. To go. It, it's nice to see that coming through. But I, there's two things that I think we need to talk about one is kevin kisner and how it pertains to the Ryder cup team and two is justin rose who did not qualify for the playoffs and we had to bring in an expert on both these things and his name is tim undergust tim undergust 
That's not my name. But you are an expert in these things, aren't you? I don't know about that. I think I no, and he nearly won the thing, and uh, he didn't. So my best pick in all. Well, people ask me, it's like, how is how is Rose going to be Andrew Curse this week? And Jeff, here's what happened. So Justin Rose <laughs> was Tim's one and done for the week. And it was looking pretty good. He was challenging for the lead. But the biggest thing he needed to do, obviously he wins and he's in, but he needs to get into the playoffs. So what happened is Rose is you know tied for first, then he's tied for second, and he's firmly inside the FedEx Cup top 125 to get into the playoffs and have a shot. To, I mean, he's a former winner of the FedEx Cup, cashing that $15 million paycheck. And we know that... It really means so much to him. All the monies means everything to Justin Rose at this point in time. So how did the Ander curse actually affect him? Well, he started missing every putt down the stretch all of a sudden. He went from tied for first to tied for second for tied for third, all the way to like the back end of the top 10. And Jeff, what happened then? He missed the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, he missed a five-footer on the last uh, for bogey. And he subsequently misses the FedEx Cup playoffs um there it is i i don't know tim's i guess not magic took very late to sunday to show up but by by golly gee it showed up i plead not guilty well the biggest thing that i think that we need to talk about is kevin kisner because when he was making a run at match play early is there a weird contingent of kevin kisner fans that i just don't know about like why do people care about kevin kisner we made a case for him to be on the team last time when it was in France because that was an excellent course for him. And we just know he plays well in pairs. I, I understand the logic behind some of these arguments. And that just wasn't a course at Le Club National in Paris where like the bomb and gouge tactics were going to work. We had seen that course in play. It was completely set up for European style golf, which I think that Kevin Kisner is more apt to play, to be perfectly honest with you. I just don't think that Whistling Straits is a great course for him, especially when you have all of these like top level bomb and gouge type players, which are going to play perfectly at Whistling Straits. Like, where is this coming from, Jeff? Where is it coming from? Um, well, there's been a bit of a, a drum for Kisner for a while, right? Because he was left off of Paris, where even people who don't staunchly don't believe he belongs here argued me and you that he deserved to be or should have been in Paris. He doesn't get put on Paris, and then he goes out and wins the very next WGC match play. So that right there was the gasoline moment that built an even stronger community. Because you get to Paris, they got whipped, and the guy that a lot of people wanted on the team who wasn't then goes out and wins the only real way in some people's mind to quantify if you're good at match play, which is the WGC match play. Um, and then you, 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 you compound that with the fact that America loses a lot with better rosters and Kisner would sort of bring people feel he would bring like what Poulter brings and maybe team USA needs that. Um, right. So there have been like sort of an argument that we need to change how we are picking this team and Kevin Kisner would be a perfect fit for him. On top of all of that, Pat, uh, the four play barstool rigs is he is like obsessed with Kisner. They are like developed a friendship, which I certainly can respect, um, vouching for your friend, having a platform and putting your friend on a pedestal. As, um, so I think most of it really does come from, you know, they have a really big platform and they, um, in the same way we talk people into bets at times, Pat, 
they have spent a lot of time talking people into Kevin Kisner uh, belongs on this team. So there are a lot of people who are loyal to them and who are, who are good golf fans themselves um, who have been convinced in some way that Kevin Kisner belongs on this team. I really just want to say one thing here and I'll pass it and you could cut this because I believe something is so missed when people examine Europe's success for the Ryder Cup, Pat. People who see how the European team is built have this conception for some reason that Europe passes on its really good players to take team guys. No, they just take the best players they can. A lot of them happen to have to play team roles because they don't have that super skill set. To not want to fall back on American exceptionalism in golf with like nine of the top 10 ranked players in the world is ridiculous to me. You've got to be able to overwhelm them with talent. Now, I believe there's a new guard coming in um, in many ways. Well, I do think Phil will be on the team. I think a lot of the young players on this team that we see as the future from like Spieth to, to JT to, to Xander and Brooks, like a lot of them are just one in one in Ryder Cups. So all of this like last 10 Ryder Cup stat doesn't mean anything to me because this new blood doesn't really shouldn't bear that responsibility. And this new age of USA golf deserves to try to overwhelm Europe at whistling freaking straights, overwhelm them, overwhelm them with talent. I am not. That's all. I'm done. They got Shane Lowry as an auto pick. He's like ranked 40th in the world. <laughs> like over freaking whelm them. If this is like saying if the Tampa Bay Rays were bought by Jeff Bezos, they would still be nickel and freaking diming despite them having success. I understand the Kisner argument. I don't think that he's undeserving to be on the team. It's just, I think he's undeserving to be on this team at this course. So Cust, you love the Ryder Cup. There's no Absolutely. way There's no way that Kisner can make this team if Phil makes this team. I think we're all pretty convinced Phil's going to be on the team. Yeah, I don't see a path forward for Kisner at all. I mean, you look, even with the jump up in the rankings, he's still way behind guys like Scheffler and Finau and Berger and Cantley, all of whom haven't qualified yet and have much stronger cases than, uh, than he does. So it's, it, it just is not on the cards for him, like it or not. He would have to win one of these playoff events. And that's still yeah. one of the things that's going on right now is that some guys can, you know, like if Scheffler wins one of the next two playoff events, he's probably on the team. I mean, I'm spoiler. I'm betting Berger this week to win the Northern trust. If he wins, I think he should be on the team regardless. I'll but- die on the Hill of Berger. I'll die on it. I'll die on it. Like if people think he doesn't belong on this team, I will lose my mind in arguing staunchly for his place um, in how well he has played in the majority of big events this year. And he has two wins in the last 14 months. There's not a case that there could be six names. One of which yeah. isn't Daniel Berger. Personally, I think there's only one spot up for grabs, but, and, and you make a good point with, with Scotty, to, uh, Pat, do you know in the last 12 majors WGCs like combined, he's the only one to T20 in like all of them. Oh, he's the new Brooks. When it comes, remember when Brooks had that run before he's like, like the Brooks new was Brooks? Yeah. Well, Berger, he's like the new, 
If you if you look at Berger and you just look at his past few starts, he was fifth at the WGC, eighth at the Open, seventh at the U.S. Open. Those are his last three of his past four starts. Uh, and they had, weirdly enough, his worst finish was at John Deere. <laughs> yeah, look what he did at the players. Like this, the big boys get together. Daniel Berger. Um, yeah, honestly, he's like he's a lock as far as I'm. I am concerned, but I, I just you. believe in my heart of hearts that this, like there's a new age of USA golf. And while this team will have Dustin Johnson on it, and it'll be a last dance for Phil Mickelson, the rest of this team is it's, it's their time. It's like their time to change this thing. And, and the talent of, of, of options is, is ridiculous. And the notion that Europe would, would, like Europe's just picking their best players. Those back end guys fill a role that they're like team guys. Like they wouldn't be passing on really good players if they had choices to. Because sometimes they're stuck taking freaking Andy Sullivan. And as much as he's our boy, Danny Willett. But they're not taking any bad players this year that you would call bad. I mean, you guys, Wiesberger is the worst player that will almost certainly have to be on the team by qualifying. I don't think he, I don't I, think I don't think he's on hmm. the qualification team. He's not on the qualification. He's seventh overall right now. No, so the, the, I don't know you're, 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 I, I know the site that you're looking at. They don't have it right. Understood. Because the, the European Ryder Cup is done in it. They have it like it's done the American way, and it's not. Understood. But I mean, most of the guys who were on the list, I mean, there's some young blood coming into the European team too, most likely. So I, I take your point, but I mean, but, but when we go over the European captains' picks. They do not have the options. There's four players. They're going to decide where they want to take a young guy or bring like Rose or Sergio. Like that's or, what they're or, going to have or, to decide. Dick Land. No, I'm just saying it's like Bobby Mack or a veteran. They do not have, when they pass players, they're not passing top 30, 40 players no. in the world. Shane Lowry's on the team as like an auto and he's ranked like 40th in the world. That's my point. Is Maybe they, I want Richard Bland on the team. He's not going to be on the team. You see, the one thing that the the one thing that the European team will do versus, I mean, what Jeff is speaking to, like they'll bring a Thomas Peters if they think that they have like a superstar upside guy. They do seem to be more willing to do that to gamble on a younger player who might be really awesome. But you're still going to have like Keimer's not going to make this team, but they will go with that type of player because they're going to end up just being like. I'm pretty sure Bobby Mack is going to be on this team. Same okay, but they Ilzich. have four. They have, they have what? Only three captains' picks. Correct. And it is going to be, um, between. Oh, so one of these veterans is being left off if Bobby Mack is on, but we think Poulter's going to be on. So it's between Sergio and Rose for that final spot. Yeah, I don't think that both of them go. I think they'll bring. A, I think that they'll because they're going to end up with two veterans anyway. I think that they'll bring Bobby Mack and like. Guido, ever since Tim picked Guido to win like the U.S. Open or whatever, the British Open, the guy hasn't been heard from. But Pat or Tim, I think Bobby Mack should go. If this was my team, Bobby Mack goes. Do you not see a scenario where Padraig, one last dance, the whole band gets brought back together because they've earned it? And it's, it's Poulter, Sergio, and Rose. They get the spots in this. We're going to just bring the band back. This band, one last hit song. Give it to us, guys. I can see it. Do you think they do that, Tim? No, I think that Patty intends to win this thing. 
And I think he's got the horses to do it. And he's going to pick the best possible players he can to win this thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to, I, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to be standing around with a team USA ticket. I'll tell you that. I, I, I think they're in real trouble. I think the Europeans should, if they play their best, Europeans should take care of them. I don't know how we, yeah, I don't know. I, I think if, if both teams play their best, the U.S. team <laughs> mops the floor with them. I got to say this. I've never not bet Europe. Me too. From going back all, to before they're all, they're me always and Pat, value. They always, they've, and they've cashed. So I just blindly want to go back. Even at Hazeltine, I took it on the goddamn chin with that goddamn Andy Sullivan, Danny Willett's brother bullshit. I took it on the chin because I always bet them, but we were frothing at the mouth to go back in France. I got to say, part of me is like, should I go to my street book and like just get a credit line? Because I want to goddamn potentially hammer USA. The US because I'm dumb enough to think. The, presidents, the team that almost threw away the President's Cup against even worse talent. And it took a miracle for them to win the President's Cup two years ago is going to take care of Europe. I think you want to be very careful about that. I don't think this Europe team's as good as people are giving it credit for. Uh, I think. I it's, mean, uh, I know. Hold, hold on. I I think it's pretty good because you have. It has noticeable flaws because Fleetwood's playing like crap. Hatton's playing like crap. Westwood had a, four good months, and that was kind of it for him in the past eighteen. He's on the team, and I mean Lowry, in fairness, is playing really well. So really, this team comes down to Rom, Rory. Hovland, Casey, and Fitzpatrick as your five best. That's not guys. enough names. It's not versus what versus the other name. side that doesn't. This it just. I've always been on Europe, and I'm tempted to do it again. But I stare at it, and I'm like, it doesn't feel like enough. Their power outage, and so much sooner than it's going to need to. In my um, opinion, this time the team. I mean, world rankings are flawed. World rankings are flawed, and I'll tell you this right now. You've given I love the burger play this week. And I'll tell you one thing. I'll cue it up right now because it's going to change the world rankings. I love Rory McIlroy this week. Oh, those are the two guys I bet this week, too. Oh, so I, he's currently not even in the top 10 in the world. So that'll change when he wins. And if it's well, not him, Europe Victor, has my full support. Hold on. But my point being is staring at world rankings right now, um, and that's a horrible way to do it. But it is ugly. It is ugly because it's rum, and then you're going outside the top ten to find your second bodies, and that's Rory and 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 Vic. Okay, let's make the USA team right now what we think it's going to be, and obviously this can change with stuff that happens in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So I think I think that the, I mean, is Reed and Otto Walk on this team? Yes or no, Tim? Yes, yes. Yes. Okay, so I'll throw Reed onto this list too. So I think these are the eight locks for the team because obviously six of them qualify. The Xander Speeth. Spot can be switched by points right now, uh, and but they're both on the team either way. Morikawa, DJ, Bryson, Brooks, JT, Xander, Spieth, and Reed. So those eight are on the team. If you're going to make your case for Kevin Kisner, I think that he has a worse case than Harris English or Jason Kokrak at this point. And maybe one of them. Well, I, let's just put Berger and Cant. Let's get it easy. Like, Berger and Cantley got to be on this team, okay, too. I, I don't know if they are. Like, has Harris English done enough to be on this team? I'll tell you this right now. Those next five up on points are all on my team. Spieth, Reed, English, Cantley, Berger. There is one spot left. All five of those guys are on my team. Well, so, there's no spots left because you believe Phil's going to be there. So then you are out of spot. No, but I'm saying that's a debatable spot. And all, we, well, we can break down 
Phil versus I think what I think there's four guys for one five because we're now going to include Kisner. I would I not. I would be expect Harris, Harris English will not be taken. I agree. I don't think that Harris English is going to make this team unless he like wins one of these next two events. Does he have to win? I like think two I, top tens wouldn't get it done for him. Maybe maybe it would winning. He's got to win. Yeah, but it's it was it's Kisner's got to win. English doesn't have to win. I don't know. I think Phil and Webb go. I don't think that Webb makes this team. Oh, I do. I think Webb. So you think, hold on a second. So let's leave it. Can we, are we going to take Berger and Cantley or we want to debate those? I would take them both. I, I would take them both too, but I don't think that they're locks to be on the team. Okay. Well, let's do our team. So yeah. they're on our team. We yeah. all, all three of us agree yes. they're yes. on. So Berger and Cantley would be spots nine and 10. Nine that would 10. give us two more spots. And then you have English. Finau, Webb, Scheffler, Kokrak, Burns, who's had a great, his better year than He's Buckingham. not there. He, he's having a better, I'm, what I'm saying is that he's having a better year than Kisner is. Uh, Billy Horschel, who won the WGC match play, uh, has been on this team before, has hot playoff runs. I think that he's still in consideration. And I do think that Phil makes the team. He can say as much as he wants that, he, that he's not going to be on the team, that he'll pass his spot. If it's left to the players to decide, they will want Phil on this team. And it would be hard to make a case for him in a normal year being this old and like with the inconsistency that he's had, but he won a fucking major. Like this can actually be a legitimate last hurrah for him on the Ryder Cup. And a peak die course. Uh, sure. And this is a peak die course for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand that, but he's never played. He's never played well at whistling straights, I guess is the thing. No, fair enough. But I, I would say Webb Web and Phil would be my 11 and 12. I would like to more so do this by eliminating people we can agree on or we're going to eliminate. So can we eliminate Sam Burns? Yes. I would. He'd have to win again. Like he almost just yeah. won that. He almost won in Memphis two weeks ago. No, I know. I'm not trying to be. I totally agree. His season is more worthy than other guys. I'm just in us trying to make this team like we have to just cross names off. So let's eliminate. Um, Sam Burns, and I, I think we're going to el eliminate Kokrak. Yeah, I feel bad for Kokrak. He's so now we're down to five guys for two spots? Yes. So I think you can cross, unless Webb wins, I think you can cross him off. I agree. Although there are some funnies chattering going around that Webb is the one, like, most desperately letting Stricker know how badly and how much it means to him. Well, I think if you take Webb, I think that's a more compelling case for Kisner then. Then you just match Kisner and Webb up as a team. And I think they would be a good team. Okay. Um, Kisner has, like, as I said last week before he won when the thing was, if Kisner wants to win this week or last week, which he did, and then catch fire, beat Chris Kirk, Billy Horschel, FedEx Cup, and go get it, good for you, pal. But as far as right now, like, if Kisner deserves credit, then so does, like, Bubba and Kucher and other past match play champions who can go like, I, so I'm still not there. Like he would have to have an amazing um, FedEx cup for me. I think Harris English is going to go. I think Harris English is going to go, which leaves Phil Finau, Webb Scheffler, which then to me becomes a decision between Scheffler and Phil and they will choose to give Phil the lifetime achievement. And for no other reason why you can't, I am so confident that Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and Xander Shoffley, I don't think 
um, DJ saying much in the team group chat, but I think the vocal players want Phil there. They'll sit him in the sessions, uh, you know, that he needs to sit in. He'll be a great better ball partner for somebody. I think, um, now you could argue the team room dynamic could be hurt by him because he is a long foundation member of the teams that have gone and lost. And maybe his joking attitude isn't what's needed, but, um, I don't really care for that argument. I still believe that the talent has to overwhelm and I think Phil wins and I'll give the main other reason. I think English is on the team, but I think it's a lot. This is like saying I've got a ticket to a big game, Pat. And I've got my dad or my four best friends who want to go equally. And I don't know who to take. Like, inviting one of my friends, is it's going to be really hard to tell, like, Scheffler you took Finau or Finau you took Webb or something like that. But if you just say, listen, guys, I'm taking my dad. They can't. What can they say? What can they do? Dad, you're in. Phil, get in there. Whatever USGA pays for for these guys, Phil goes over the top gets three more platters and two I, and hot nicer suits and better sunglasses like he takes the usga budget and then greases it with his own for the whole team and they want him there i promise and tim you've made the point too and i don't know if this actually has any influence or not but you know that stricker's on the phone with nbc being like hey you should take phil a hundred percent everybody knows that the Ryder cup is a made for tv event and NBC would like to have, with Tiger unavailable right now, the next biggest name that they can get. Look at the ratings from the PGA Championship and don't delude yourself as to where the juice is. If Phil can be there, they want Phil. Of course they want Phil. And you think of the fun team. Like, he played with Bryson four years, three years ago. Imagine now that Bryson's transformed himself. A Phil Bryson team might be unbeatable. <laughs> unbeatable? Unbeatable. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say, uh, I, I am going to say, I agree with you, Jeff, in the way that you broke it down. I think that Phil's on this team unless he gets picked and says, no, I don't want it. Because I think it makes the choice easier. I think you can justify it. And it satisfies all parties because you can sit him out. It's good for the ratings. It's good for team morale if those top end guys want him there. I really have no clue. I think the last spot will come down to how guys play the next two weeks. And it seems like it's time, like, Finau is, was up, and now he's down. If Finau has it two good weeks, I think it's going to be Finau. Could be, although Finau I, I agree. Like the last, he was picked just at the very end last time. And did he even perform at the last Ryder Cup? Like, he was the only good player. Yeah. He was, like, okay. one of only two good USA players in Paris. Right. I mean that. He won his... He won his singles versus Tommy, who was, like, a freight train. Yeah, he had um, two points in three matches. You're right. But but I, I do recall him playing well, and that's fair. I just, like, if Fina won in Riviera, to me, as simple as, like, just having won that tournament, to me, there's no keeping him off. Now it's, I don't know, he's a good guy and he's a great teammate. Um, and that's the case. But he hasn't exactly been playing well, and he doesn't have the win to say he earned it. Um, yeah, and, and Scheffler, like, if USA... Like I said, this guy, I mean, he lost in the finals of a match play and he's been T12, T20 in the last 12 full field main man party events. Like to think Kevin Kisner deserves it more than Scheffler, um, who went to a match play final and lost, like is crazy to me.
Like you know, well, people crazy. Were, people were putting Kevin Kisner on the Ryder Cup team when he was two and zero during the like the group stage in match, but he didn't even advance <laughs> out of his group. <laughs> like you said, he just has a group of people who adore him. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to look at the course and they're going to look at the skill sets that translate the best to Whistling Straits. And that's not to say that any one of these top-end players can't play well at Whistling Straits. They can. But I think that the path of least resistance is Scheffler or Finau. I think English is in the driver's seat with Scheffler right behind him. But I do think it comes down to if any one of those three, maybe you're right, that Harris English doesn't need to win, but like two, a top five and a top ten for any one of those three guys, I think gets them on. Without like Webb, Kisner, Kisner needs winning. to win. I but don't like, think yeah, English. If Kokrak needs... won one of these events, Kokrak's in. If Kokrak Maybe. wins one of these events, yeah, I could see him being. That'd be three wins in twelve months. Yeah, you'd have to. Then I, you have to go. Then he has to go. Although he should be playing underneath the Canadian banner because he's actually Canadian, so he should be on the President's Cup team. We need all we need all the help we can get on the President's Cup team. It's like the Royal Montreal in twenty twenty. Buddy, President's Cup. We got just send Team uh, South Africa over there with you, Hideki you know, and we we send Hideki, Connors, Answer, and then a bunch of Australians and uh, South Africans. They're yeah, winning. I mean, I don't know unless Munoz or Vegas wants. Oh to no, make, no, uh, no. Neiman's on that team too. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, I we'll love that guy. The President's um, Cup is being won by the Team International next year. Oh my God, they never win. They never win. It almost did last time, but Quail Hollow, that's a great course for the world. Okay, here's my favorite Ryder Cup question. The betting favorite would obviously be a heavy no. But Is there a hole-in-one? Chance... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances, and I would put infinity stones on America if this happened, if Tiger Woods wants to show up in a golf cart? He is going to be there, I would think. You're just thinking he's going to be there. Yeah, I would bet on yes, Tiger will be there in some capacity. I would lean yes as well. I do think he shows up, even though he's not an official vice captain. I think he would show up. I think he and shows. Did you see R- R- Ricky offered to uh, cart around, get sandwiches? You got for all the lumps Ricky takes. The man loves golf. Goes to U.S. Open qualifying, signs autographs for kids after missing U.S. Open qualifying for a stroke till it's dark out. Misses the FedEx Cup playoffs. Does a very humbled uh, d- does media requirements speaks like a man was dead wrong on Ricky the golfer, but was never wrong for a moment on Ricky the man. I got never. I gotta say it's been it's been a real downturn for everyone who appeared in that Golf Boys music video like five oh. years ago. Ben Crane, <laughs> Hunter Mayhan, Ricky Fowler, and Bubba. Who knew Bubba would be still the one outlasting everyone by like a landslide? Well, he's the only one who's actually won anything meaningful. Yeah, I mean, Bubba's also like, yeah. I mean, really bad breaks for the other ones. Bubba's maintained a very illustrious career. Ben Crane never had one, and his place in that always bothered me. Uh, obviously, Mahan and Fowler were, were bright stars of golf. And Pat, are we doing the Northern Trust Open? Because once upon a time, uh, you want a laptop, and I want some money on your Hunter Mayhem Northern Trust call, buddy. I had to retire Little Hunter this year. It finally ran out of steam after ah, after little he, Hunter died. Little, little, it's not dead. It's just the 2014 MacBook Air, which was used every single day by me uh, to write and to actually have. I mean, doing multimedia on a MacBook Air wasn't the best idea to keep its server intact and the processing speed, but it's just, it's so slow now. I just can't use it. It's the 2014 MacBook Air keyboard though, versus the new MacBook Air, or the new MacBook Pro keyboard. 
I wish I could take that keyboard and put it on my new computer because the keyboard is so fucking legit. It's so easy to type on. I'm just still not used to not having the elevated keys off of it. Like I would try to figure out a way to like Frankenstein that keyboard onto my new computer. Which I is love the MacBook Air key- keyboard. Yeah, but the, but the new MacBook Air keyboards are exactly the same way as the MacBook Pro ones. They're the ones that are not elevated. They're down. You really, oh, those are terrible. You, you really have to get used to them. All right, Tim, before we let you out of here. Oh, um, you, oh, can oh, I just... You, you, you have more rider cap? I just want to say one thing. Like, I want to finish where I closed. If people, like, thought that Europe had this overwhelming talent edge, um, like, if they somehow, like, if the tables were turned and they were the dominating talent side, that they would go, like, down the board to make their pick for, like, their Kevin Kisner? No, no. The players you like on Europe that work for Europe are still literally like, when's the last time Europe went off the board? Like someone who really deserved it didn't make it. I don't remember. Never. Cause they're not deep enough. So the guys that are there are just the guys that deserve to be there. And they're really lucky that they're veterans that have bought into this team thing. But I do truly believe under the guise of Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, and Xander Shoffley, um, those are kind of going to be the new leaders of USA golf. And I believe these guys and the talent they're surrounded with, Morikawa is just the kid in the room. He'll listen to what he's said to do. But I think this new era of USA golf deserves a chance to um, take this Ryder Cup thing by the balls before we start having to copycat Europe strategy like American superiority they might be more dominant in golf than any other sport in the world Pat like the top 10 players in basketball there's more than two that are an American what do you want to eat tonight maybe you want some home-cooked favorites but don't feel like going to the store that's what I do I'm like oh yeah I want this I also don't want to make it maybe you want something exciting and new but it would just be great to stay in tonight I can, I can vibe with that as well. DoorDash connects you with everything that you want whenever and however you want it. Get what you want to eat right now, right to your door with DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour. Craving late night ice cream? Forget that one key ingredient for dinner, or maybe you just need to stock up for the week. With DoorDash, Get everything on one app. With over 300,000 partners, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, or Cheesecake Factory. Ordering's easy, and your items will be left safely outside your door when you choose contactless delivery drop-off. For a limited time, our listeners of the Pat Mayo Experience can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code MAYO. That's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code MAYO. Don't forget, that's code MAYO, M-A-Y-O, for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Tim, we had you on the show for a specific purpose, and before we get to the Northern Trust and let you go... Can you please share what happened to you and your brand new Cobra driver? Uh, so let's wind back the clock one week. We were playing golf and 
listen, I'm by no means a great player, but my best skill is off the tee. I, I usually get off the tee really well. And I've had for eight years now, uh, Taylor made RPZ rocket balls driver, which I adore and I hit great, but I had been noticing in the last couple of rounds that I wasn't hitting it very well. Even when I was hitting it, when I thought was well, the ball wasn't performing. And one of our friends playing with us says, I think what happened is those faces are so thin. I think your club is actually dead. I think finally the, the driver is dead. And that sort of that like a light bulb went off in my head thinking, yeah, that's probably the case. So I should go get myself a, a new driver. So I did a bunch of research on what kind of driver I wanted. And I elected to go to a store and hit a few different types of drivers and went with the Cobra uh, speed, speed zone. And uh, I ratcheted it down to eight degrees because I was hitting it well at eight degrees at, at the place and uh, brought it to the course with Pat for my first round. And I could barely get it off the ground. Oh, Every no, no. tee shot went boo -boo, to the right, boo -boo, to the right. And I'm a left-hander. So like everything's being hooked and going 20, 30 feet or yards off the tee box. It was like hitting two off every tee box. Uh, I, I did, didn't get a single lifter. I was so discouraged. Mid-round, and I know this is against the rule, but mid-round, I opened the club up with the tool. I switched the degree around. I took it from eight all the way up to 10 and a half, as lofted as I could get it. Made zero difference. I couldn't hit the thing. I was starting to feel sick to my stomach. And I was like, you know what? This is just not the driver for me. So I took it back. Well, hold on, no, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, because uh, I was in the cart, like we were just driving around, I was playing with you, and I asked you, it's like, why didn't you get like the Sim 2 or the Sim Max, that kind of thing, because you said you were hitting it and you really liked it, and you were like, oh, it's an extra 200 bucks or something like that, and then I had to make mention to you that think about what you spend $200 on that you wouldn't use as much, of, as, much as a driver. It only seems like a worthy investment if it's something you're going to use all the time. Yes, agreed. So I was so despondent. I left the golf course and I didn't break stride. I drove all the way from the golf course to the store from which I bought the Cobra Speed Zone, walked in with all the tools and the receipt and the club with the head cover. I said, listen, I bought this yesterday. It is not going to work for me. And he took the head cover off and looked at it. It was still in pristine shape. You can be sure there was no marks on the sweet spot. And uh, he said, uh, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll let you have the full value for it in an exchange. And I said, you know what? That's it. I know what I want. I'm going to exchange the difference for the Sim Max because I was hitting it so marvelously. And I walked over to the, the corral. I took it off the thing, said, that's the one. That's what I want. Okay. I paid the difference. Now, I thought you've already paid 400 and some odd bucks to pay only like another 100. It doesn't feel like the yeah, full expense. Of course, anymore, whatever helps yourself is. mentally get through yeah, it. But totally, it, it seems like less, even though it's more. So, fuck it. <laughs> Took it uh, to the range on uh, to the course on Saturday. Hit it okay. I shot in the low 90s without uh, hitting like more than one or two good drives. But at least they were getting off the ground. Then yesterday, I went to the range before our round, and I was hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting, and it felt good. And even though I played terribly on the front nine, by the back nine, I got things figured out. Pat will tell you on one hole, I hit a towering drive, uh, straight and long and smooth. That Max has got that little speed cone on the bottom, so you've got to get used to teeing it up a little differently and hitting it differently. But when I hit it on the, the sweet spot, it was great. And I realized I didn't know if I wanted to tell this story because I maybe I was afraid I'd look like a lunatic that I bought a golf club, brand new, used it for one round, decided that I couldn't hit it anymore, took it back immediately to the golf store and exchanged it. But that is the travail that I went through. So, and that's not just anything against the Cobra Club. I just could not hit it. So, Jeff... 
It's funny that he said that he thought that this story would make him sound like a lunatic. I actually thought this was the most relatable story Tim has ever told. This is one of them. Yeah, I have to say. I do have a couple questions. Um, like, were you fitted with that Cobra Club? No. Because I don't no. care whether one club is more expensive or another. If you get, like, fitted on the club, dialed in, like, the cheaper club could be the club that's better for you and and your swing. Or you no, just, I like, picked it off the rack and brought it to the... Simulator and hit it a bunch. Hit a bunch. And it felt them. good. I hit the Maverick. I hit the Sim Max. I hit the Speed Zone. Uh, what else did I hit? I hit uh, the Wilson... And I liked that they all had their pros and cons. I, I have always been a Nike golf man and loved every Nike golf. <laughs> they don't aren't in the club making business anymore. Yes. So now I'm a tailor-made guy with all my clubs and I love tailor-made stuff. And for whatever reason, I elected to go with the Cobra and it just, I thought I was hitting it well at the simulator and man, oh man, I was hit. It was making me feel humiliated the way I was hitting this Cobra on the course. I was it. I didn't stop. I didn't make a single stop from the golf course. My wheels didn't stop turning until I was in the parking lot of the golf store after the round to make that exchange. Yeah, and, and I'm that, so I think it's a, a, a great story. I think it, as Tim, as Pat pointed out, it's one of like a story that's relatable for most of the audience, and it also shows the audience and people out there like most of these stores just want to make you freaking happy. Like when you buy something, they will accommodate you if you're oh, not and happy. I'll go back there. I said, go back, you. talk to the manager. Like it might feel embarrassing, but I don't know. I think in the end, they're just going to kind of want um, to make you happy. I'm kind of going through something similar. And Pat kind of said something here, which like always puts a light bulb in my head is uh, my whole bag is like hand-me-downs from my dad. And granted, it's all like good stuff. It's not like bad stuff. Um, I've just never really bought my own clubs. I've never been fitted for my own clubs. I always like think I should do it, That's not do rich it. Over here. Uh, and in the end, it's like, I don't spend my money on anything. I love golf. I should just treat myself to like having the golf clubs that work for me. If it's a few hundred dollars more or less, the ones that work for me, who cares? Just like the same reason, like a PlayStation five, it's goddamn expensive, but guess what? The got the console's gonna last me till they make PlayStation Six. Yeah, and then they won't like, tell you when the PlayStation Six is about to come out. You'll buy a PlayStation Five, and then you'll realize that it's about to be replaced in seven months, and you no one told you. <laughs> My point being, it's like yes, it's expensive, but I literally plan on having them for what seven years, six years, eight years. So yeah, I really want to do it all properly and and get it right, even if my score sometimes. Might indicate yeah. I'm not worthy of it, which is it's what are you hitting now for or... a driver? Pardon? What are you hitting now for a driver? Right now, I'm hitting a tailor made reflex, which I won at like a charity auction golf tournament thing. Not because I played well, but like a draw. Oh, like a, like a, uh, yeah, okay. Like you everyone want... who participated was in a draw. I want a driver. And it's like uh, never fitted for me. I think it's too big for me, but I hit it pretty well. So I'd love to like hit have clubs that like are yeah. good for my body and swing. I would think look, I don't think I've ever hit a wedge with 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 proper grooves. If I've just gotten my dad's old wedges, like I don't know. So maybe I should. I got to do the whole thing. I want to do it all. All right, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I mean, I went to go get fitted for like I bought new irons and a new driver this year because I hadn't bought a new set of clubs when I moved back. Like I just didn't have. I, I didn't. 
basically didn't golf for 10 years. So I came back and I got a new set of clubs <laughs> and I went to a fitting. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this right. I'm going to go to a fitting. And I showed up at the fitting. The guy like monitored my swing. They're like, oh no, you being the most average height individual in the world, these clubs are actually perfect length for you. <laughs> oh, like stock? Works? Yeah, like stock is, couldn't be more of my perfect size. Like the people Good. who can walk into a I'm also store buy off the average. rack def. Yeah, like I, I can I can walk into I, I can walk into most stores and just put stuff on. It's like, oh, this fits me perfectly. Yeah, pay. well, not all like we're poured into the clothes. Some yeah. of us have to to get it tailored. Pants, suit yeah. jacket. Well, when you have a body like a mannequin, like I do, then you're good to go. Honestly, <laughs> some of the most like I, I got a pretty good, but like some of the most traumatic childhood memories. I'll own, I'll own to this is like having to get like a new suit or like nice clothes. And your mom takes you to the store and she's sent to the Husky section and she's upset about it. And it's just it was like the most horrible days of my life were uh, sale uh, too fat for that coat that my mom wanted to buy. Like I, I not a fun thing, not a fun thing. Oh I, my God. I can the empathize, worst, Jeffrey. The I worst memories. And it's only brought up because, you know, COVID's delayed a lot of things. And my mom's like really fancy sister. My cousin's getting married in a few weeks. And you would have no idea. Like, I guess you might know, but this Jewish mother of mine, like, all she cares about is what I'm going to look like. Like, God forbid I might like show up in something that is going to embarrass her. But the last thing I'm ever going to do in this world is uh, ever relive those experiences as a child. I tell you. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim, I think that's everything coming very, very soon to Mayo Media Network and the Pat Mayo Experience. The three of us need to get together and do our NFL win totals to kick off our every week NFL show. I am uh, not as bursting as the seams as Jeff is, I think, but I am <laughs> very, very, very excited. Pat, yeah, Tim was upset with me because I ignored some of his weekend messages about a certain quarterback. And Tim was just, he, he's wanted me to share. You felt the same way I did. And you wouldn't give me the satisfaction of just saying, yeah, you're right, bud. Nope. I actually thought that he looked mobile and found the tight end. Oh yeah. 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 Real mobile throwing in a double coverage and killing his team's chances to score. Yeah. Other than that, it was a great day though. Tim, like the half Tim, of the weekend. Tim was walking around the golf course yesterday, just bragging about this 13 yard throw from Zach Wilson. Be like, Oh my God. It was on the money picture. Perfect. After the, after the, the game, the players in the Jets were saying this was Aaron Rodgers like throwing from, uh, from Zach. I, uh, I'm getting, ex- I, I've gone through a gamut of emotions. I was very depressed about the team like five, six days ago. I am on the upswing right now and feeling a little better uh, about our chances uh, than, than I was. But still, you know, keeping it in perspective, I don't want to be crazy. All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience for Tim and August. Tim and August. And now, 15 minutes into the show, let's talk about the FedEx Cup playoffs. The Northern Trust kicks off the FedEx Cup playoffs this week. Liberty National in Jersey City, right right across from Manhattan. I was there the last time I was here, walked the course. It's a pretty cool course, although everyone seems to hate its guts. I actually think it was a 
pretty cool design. Like when I was walking around, it's, it's maybe it's just more the ambiance and the atmosphere of where it is laid out. There's also like bad fescue that can really get you. There's a ton of bunkers around this course too. 7,410 yards, par 71. Patrick Reed won the last time that we were here. I don't want to belabor this too much because generally speaking, Jeff, and I put this in my column up on DraftKings Sportsbook, that top players generally win the first playoff event. Uh, yeah, and when you look at the past winners of the Northern Trust, despite being different courses, uh, they're all great, like almost super elites only who are not just super elites, but they're super elites in great form. Um, so that has sort of been the road that this event has given us, Pat. And as we sort of discussed or alluded to in some of the lead up conversations we've been having, we love the majors. But pound for pound, the numbers show this is the strongest field of the year and arguably the hardest tournament to win of the entire golf season. I agree. And you have to treat it like a WGC, I think, when it comes to betting. I have two bets in already, and that might be where it is for me. Like I said, I wrote up in the column about the past winners of the first playoff event. There's 124 players in this field because Louis is not playing in this event. He's eighth in the FedEx Cup standing, so that's good enough to get him through to Eastlake anyway. He might put him down in the rankings if he doesn't return this week, but he's going to have a shot at the big money. That's why he skipped the Olympics, was to win this $15 bucks if you can win the FedEx Cup. And it'd be really funny if somehow, I guess he won't because he's not playing in this event, but if he had come like second, second in the first two playoff events, he might have had the most FedEx Cup points going into Eastlake, where then he wouldn't have to shoot the best score in order to win, which would be the most classic Louis situation of all time. But that's not going to happen anymore. So 124 players, top 65 in ties, make the cut. And Hunter Mahan in 2014, a winner that we hit, I think that was at Plainfield or Plainview or Daniel Plainview. Hunter, we, we've got a... Hunter Mahan was out there drinking milkshakes uh, and winning us 80 to 1 bets in 2014 because, you know, I don't win any bets recently. I have to remember old bets that I've won. Bought me a laptop, but he was 41st in the world rankings when he won. He was the only guy outside of Heath Slocum in 2009 who won this event and outlasted like Ernie and Tiger Woods. He was ranked like 191st in the world or something. Other than that, it's been top 25 guys. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And I guess I take back the uh, the super elite comment, but very elite players who are playing incredibly well. And I got to say, this has been a spot on the schedule, Pat, that has been so, so kind to me. Um, yeah, Bryson? Patrick, Re Patrick Reed last year. Bryson off the three putt to miss the cut at the PGA Championship where he had like a meltdown. We had like a meltdown, not on the course, but like we saw him like freaking out like after roll turn that into back-to-back -back, uh fedex cup wins summer of and we had that great d oh, i had the dj in that playoff versus spieth where it might be the most orgasmic way to play that hole in the history of life where he took on that water uh on that 18th hole i watched the video of it this morning i i googled it uh, i had to watch that whole play out again so here's another one. Um, in the past six years, four of the past six winners of the opening event of the playoffs have already won previously in the calendar year, and five of the past six winners have been ranked inside the top 10 in FedEx Cup points coming into the tournament. So if you were just doing this shorthand-wise, although I didn't bet any of these guys, so maybe that makes me a, a jamoke in this situation, Morikawa, Spieth, Cantlay, English, Rom, Answer, Bryson, Louis not playing, Justin Thomas and Sam Burns would be your most likely winners of this event. Interesting. 
Interesting. I also saw uh, Jeff Ulrich tweet that uh, seven of the last 10 winners finished T22 or better in their previous starts before winning and have a slew of um, informed results before their win. So, well, so well, I, I guess there's a road, but who won? Who just won the WGC? Answer. Yeah, I guess I kind of overlooked him. It was right off the Olympics. Um, I don't want to say we kind of got burned, but like really keeping that like elite, elite end vibe. Like I wasn't really looking at him. I guess I had other losers like Sergio in that like price range. Yeah, I, I had English and Sergio for the answer price point that week, but. Oh, that happens. Let's talk about the favorites in this tournament. Rom is the overall favorite at DraftKings Sportsbook. Eight to one. Spieth is 12. DJ is 16. Morikawa is 16. Xander is 18. Rory and Brooks are 22. Bryson and Thomas are 25 to one. Abraham, the Mexican Allen Ivers. And the answer is 28. So is Casey. So is Berger. So is Scheffler. And that's everyone, uh, 30 to 1 and below. Uh, I've bet two guys in this range. I revealed it a little bit earlier in the show. I bet Rory at 22 to 1, and I actually caught Berger at 33 to 1. Those are my two bets for this tournament at the top end. I gave hard consideration to... I wanted to bet Morikawa and Spieth. I didn't love the odds versus those other guys because I'm greedy, and I want a bit longer odds, but you know, I, I probably can't bet three of them. And I did give Dustin a look, too, just... I'm going to use Dustin as my one and done because I'm essentially out of top end guys and I haven't used Dustin to this point. So that's the path that I'm going there in our three man type of thing. But I don't know if he was the first round leader here in 2019. That was the last time it was played at this course when Patrick Reed won when you hit him uh, at. Yeah, it was yeah 2019 at this event at Liberty National. He won. He outlasted Harold Varner the third and someone else. I think it was actually answer who came in second place. But that's where I'm going. Answer was second to read. Yeah, he was second to read. And then like Rom and Adam Scott were fourth and fifth. Actually, I can tell you I have it written down in front of me because I made note of this. Reed, answer, Varner, Rom, Scott, Louis Snedeker, Rory, and Spieth all tied for six. I like this course for Spieth a lot. I think it sets up really well for him, uh, but I don't like his odds. So I'll go with Berger instead. Um, so we're very similar because I have bet those guys. And sometimes you might think we talk about these things beforehand, but we did not. We did not. Like everybody, uh, DJ having that sense that he is coming around, that the results haven't been as bad as, uh, or, or the play hasn't been as bad as I think the results. Um, you're sort of just waiting for him to burst. I was tempted, but there were just some real big numbers. And you said you bet Rory at 22, Pat? Yep. You should cash that out and go to that other weird place and take a 25. Uh, I will do that as we speak. The place that's available uh, multi-border. Uh, cause I've made that bet at 25, um, to one. So okay. Yes. I, I know will go get, do that. Better number for me. You know, you know, I have money on that site. Yeah. And you know, you get a full, uh, I like making those early bets where you did. Cause if I like a number, I like making it, you can cash wanting it out to protect it, but knowing I can get a full cash out. If one of those like sketchier books posts a better number. Yeah. That's the move. Uh, uh, so yeah, that is the move. And honestly, I'll say my word, a consortium of players, like a lot of people, I like the elite guys and you're getting some juicy numbers. You're getting juicy numbers like Justin Brooks, um, Bryson. So there are, there are some really juicy numbers, but it is Rory who I've moved on here. It is uh, Daniel Berger who I've moved on here and I can't resist it. 
Uh, maybe it should be Scotty Scheffler, but uh, I bet Victor Hovland 35 to one. So those are the three bets that I've made. And I anticipate making one more bet, probably in that 25 to 40. And then there's one guy flirting in front of a hundred who I'd like to bet when we get down there. That 25 number is gone, my friend. I'm going to have to stick with the 22. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's fine. I I thought 22 was a good number. Obviously, 25 is a better number, but 22 is good enough for me. Justin Thomas is 25, which I thought was really surprising. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I like that. That's a one, that's one of the guys who I am thinking about, uh, also making, um, yeah, four guys, one bomb from 20, between 25 and 40. Yeah, I mean, on on one of these other sites, actually, it does have better odds kind of across the board, but DJ is 18, Bryson is... And JT was 27, right? Yeah, JT is 27, and Bryson is 29. Those are all pretty good numbers. Okay, so let's talk about Bryson, and I don't want to care to have this other discussion that we had last week. Bryson the player. Bryson the player on this golf course uh, at a 29 to 1 he was there through a bit of, I mean, as much as a lot was made of other things last week, he really did play horribly after the first hole last week. So it is what it is. But if he's showing life 29 to one, it's real tempting. Like so, him or JT, I'm probably going to make my fourth man at those nice polar numbers. So the biggest thing with me and Bryson right now and looking at the state of his game is the one thing he has consistently not done has been chipping. Like he's been really bad around the greens and we've kind of seen it. That's been kind of his, even at the U S open when he was in the lead, like he was giving up, (laughs) it felt like he should have made so many more birdies because he was right next to the green and just chipping it off the green, chipping it 30 feet short. And when I went back and looked at the 2019 numbers, maybe this was an outlier for 2019 versus 2013 when this tournament was held here, but everyone at the top of the leaderboard gained strokes around the green. Only one guy inside the top 20, that was Kevin Kisner, lost more than 0.5 strokes around the green. It's just, you're, they're small greens. You can get yourself into shit off the tee and have to scramble. If you're not consistently getting it up and down at this course, you're fucking cooked. That's what that was leading me. That that's why I wanted to go to Spieth because I was like, oh, because I went back and looked at how did Spieth do that year? He finished inside the top ten, drove the ball poorly, and chipped it really poorly. But he gained like eight strokes putting, so I can kind of make up for it. But I, I just worry about guys who are really bad around the greens. That's why I kind of gave up on Neiman when I gave him a look. It's one of the reasons that I gave up on Hovland uh, when I was doing my look too. Yeah, that's uh, fair. This is a very demanding uh, golf course. And you, you're you not wrong to say you were there and it was awestruck. Like, I've never been there, but it strikes me as one of the most beautifully um, set up courses visually. And it's, I mean, I guess every PGA Tour event is is so beautifully manicured. Yeah, but this, but is, it, but, this is like a made for TV course, it almost looks like. Yeah, but this is like, yeah. They put a lot of money into that place. I think a couple of private guys bought it and they really made it. And um, I don't know, it might be private, right? It's a beautiful, like just a beautiful, what's the word? I, um, not like where, I don't know. It's hard to get on, I think. 
I think yeah. it's private. It, 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 I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's private or not. It's, it, I guarantee you it's a very exclusive course in order to it, get that's a That's the word. I, but, I'm but an like, idiot. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm not speaking to the actual design of the course and you know how it plays as a golfer. I, I really don't know anything about that, to be perfectly honest with you. Some people get like really triggered about that kind of thing. And I don't think the, I think like the design guys don't like this course, but I can just tell you from being there, it's just really, it's like immaculate to look at. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, exclusive and exquisite and they take great pride in its year. Well, I know it's in Jersey, so they're not playing in the winter, but um, it's one of the best manicured golf courses in the world, I think, is what I was trying to say, um, whether the pros are there or not. When I do the DraftKings show, that's going to come out either on Tuesday evening or Wednesday morning for this. Like, I'm going to like Morikawa and Spieth, along with Rory and Berger, and maybe even Bryson. But a lot of that will depend on ownership for outright bets from this. And I'll talk more about those guys then. I like Rory and I like Berger, and we're on the same page with that. Yeah, but okay, so let's um obviously like with the numbers and the, they see this feels so weird, Pat, because we get to majors and there's so many guys under like 20 to one. And now there's like half that, and those are some of those guys are 25, 22 above. So I don't know there's some the books are really enticing me, and there's an opportunity to make a card of elite golfers and be able to pick like more than one or two of them like you could at a major sort of if you wanted to play these same guys if that makes any sense oh absolutely and the problem is is this next range the 30 to 70 is where they sucked all the value up because they they packaged everyone everyone seems like 15 to 20 points too short in this range to me versus where they should be but that's because they pushed down the top end squeezed up this like middle tier you got like hovland and cantley at 30 Webb at 35, Reed Matsuyama, Cameron Smith, Adam Scott. Uh, they're all at 40 to 1. Then you have Matthew Fitzpatrick, Poulter, Connors, Hatton, Finau. They're all at 55. Harris English is also 40 to 1, by the way. Sam Burns is 60. Sung Jay, Henley, Kokrak, all 65 to 1. Neiman is 65 to 1. Kisner is 65 to 1. Lowry and Harmon are 70 to 1. Then there's a drop off. So there's a lot of guys in this middle range who, I don't know, I, I'm not saying that they can't win, but I don't really like the odds of literally any of these guys except for maybe Patrick Reed. Yeah, I was going to say, oh my God. Is your fire alarm going off? Are you in danger, Jeff? No, I hope not. Um, yeah, you're, you are right. I don't really have any interest in those guys. And the books kind of did a bad job because they didn't even make them bettable. Like sometimes you could take those guys Give me a big enough number, I could be tempted. But uh, they're allowing me to spend all my units between, say, twenty-two and 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 forty to one. Um, burger, I will say, I I'm all in on burger. I've been betting burger a lot and losing. But when you bet burger at a big event, you get sucked into that great finish, and you're like, I'll be there next time. Like I made that mind up, you know, watching them play the end of the U.S. Open, playing the end of the Open, playing the end of FedEx. Or, or St. Jude, I, I'm just a slut for this guy. Any, any, like, was it tough at all to differentiate for him with like Cantley or Scheffler there? Not to me. I think that him and Scheffler are the closest too, because both continue to lurk in these big tournaments. Berger's gotten across the finish line so many times that I, listen, he's not going to get across the finish line every time because no one does that. But at least I have faith that he can close if he's going to be in it. And I really like what he does at this course for his skill set. Like, only Morikawa has been better with his irons over the past, like, 
50 rounds and especially over like the past 24 and past 23 and he's coming off nine and a half gained at Memphis where which is of course where he normally plays really well didn't chip it all that well didn't putt it all that well didn't drive it all that well and he's not a great driver of the golf ball but he hits a ton of fairways and I think that's really going to be key here generally he's pretty good around the green and between like you see Scheffler have these like spike putting weeks and that happens that's really good for guys who you want to win I just feel like Berger's just a consistently better putter yeah, I mean, I don't need to be sold on Berger. I've watched our Ryder Cup part. Like, to me, he is he is special, I think. Uh, yeah, I do like seeing him and, well, I guess him and Cantley are always been kind of, um, I've kind of put them together in, in some ways. Paul Casey, I guess that's... We, we, we've already Paul- moved on from this range, by the way. Why are we talking about Paul Casey? Are you going to bet Paul Casey? No, but I just want to say, in many ways, he... he Strikes me as a guy that would play well here, but it, I guess it's the same thing as Hovland. You just uh, there's a there's a scrambling aspect that you believe would would undo them. No, I mean Casey is not bad around the greens. Casey's just so much like Sergio. Like one of these weeks, it's all going to work out for Casey. He's going to get it on the same page. He's going to win. He can most definitely win this event. I'm not going to. I'm not test like he's someone who should be fifty to one in this field. Then I would have a ton of interest. I have no zero interest at twenty eight to one for Paul Casey when I can bet Rory at twenty two or Berger at thirty three. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess I was just looking at something else because he is a significant. He is closer to that read number in other places. I'm sorry. I thought we were still in the thirty to seventy. I'm happy to move. Um, no, we are in 30 to 70. Move- I'm just looking at 28 to one because we're talking about DraftKings oh. Sportsbook here. Sorry. Love DraftKings. Um, I, yeah, like you, um, there's just a lot of these next tier guys that uh, I think I'm getting such good price on like really elite guys that the next tier, I'm not really going to have much to say about in the betting market because I'm not betting them. A, I don't think their numbers are high enough to tempt me. And my units, when you show me the numbers I'm seeing, my units are mentally allocated right now, if not already bet. Adam Scott has won at this course. He has come in fifth at this course, and he's coming off a really nice week where he probably should have won when all was said and done. But, you know, obviously he can't putt, but the the approach was back. The driving was good. Was that because it was a shorter course? I don't know. But everything like he gained in all four facets of the game. I don't like the 40 to one. I think I'd rather go Hideki or Reed over him at 40 to one. And I, I just don't know what to do with Adam Scott. I think he's going to be a popular play. Maybe it's easier on DraftKings, but I'm kind of with you. There's no one in this range whose number I like from 3270. I think they're just all overvalued. I will say if you could ever believe in the guy, Fino at 60 uh, does seem large, but I guess that's a state of his game. Yeah, at fifty-five to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. I mean, I, I, I mean, yes, yeah, I'm looking at a sixty to one right now as well. Like, I don't know. I, I can see it. I mean, it's hard to imagine him ever winning anything, but he won in Puerto Rico one time, so at least he can get across the finish line. Great, you dueled Steve Marino. You don't think he could win versus one of these guys? But the this is actually a fair price on Finau, and all it took was four years of not winning and him finally hitting a cold streak of not coming third every single week, and finally you have a bettable number on him. You just said it. You literally said it. You said it. And on the other part of that, Pat, to the flip end, I don't mind to, to, to rewind back up the board, but in my opinion, right now, we are 
what Rory McIlroy has been doing the last few weeks with his ball striking, to me, we are getting old Rory with a new Rory betting number, if that makes any sense. So I'm so excited about him. This yeah, year. me too. Just and they're to like, hit him leading everyone in ball striking at the WGC and not being able to make a two-foot putt, like, Rory can figure that out. So now, in my head, I've convinced myself we're getting old Rory game, but new Rory number. So I'm in. And maybe on the other side of that fee now, it's like you said it. I think you said it perfectly uh, to sum up why we got here. But this feels fair. Abe Answer just took his monkey at like, right? I don't, I don't know. I, I love Fee now. I'd be happy if he won. If he won this event, he'd be locked back into maybe that Ryder Cup. That would be fun. I guess 50 to 70, he's the only guy that I, I would even consider. And, uh, We've kind of passed it, but read at 40, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Like the gang is together. By gang, I mean the best players in the world. He wanted this course. You want to throw that 40. He took a week off, so he's rested. That's that's a very tempting, nice little uh, way to end a power short card at the top if I decide to, I tell you. 70 to 1 and over. I wrote up Aaron Wise in my column this week. Uh, he was actually sixth in birdie or better rate at this course in 2019. And just shockingly enough, he couldn't putt. He switched to a broomstick putter. Actually gained strokes putting at the Wyndham Championship. Let a few back away in the final round. But he plays well at two very distinct things. Places that are on like coastal courses and places with smaller greens. Uh, and it gets really good fields. Like If you go back and look at like the past four months, he has two top tens. One was at Wells Fargo and one was at Memorial. And this is like that... This field is more like those fields and like the other jabroni events he plays. Um, I would totally agree with something like that. And like, you'd think it's like the opposite. Like a guy like Kisner looks at these events as like, I just want to finish T25. Well, those like heritage sedge fields are his bread and butter, like where he can get his trophy, where he can maintain his status forever and ever. Um, Aaron Wise, not bad. 90 to 1, Pat. We've ridden that roller coaster. It's been tragic. But why bet Paul Casey at 30 when you could bet Sergio at 90? I was just looking at his numbers. I, I, the, I think the one thing that might save me is that he was so terrible with his approaches at the 3M. Although maybe that, I mean, it's killed his number. He's the same number as fucking Kevin now. See, woo, is down there as well. Brennan Grace, oh, just all the, all the guys who and, lost and we, last week. And we just had a conversation, right? Like at the start of this show, me, you, and Tim were discussing three spots on Team Europe. Poulter seems like a lock. You got to figure whistling straights and the young guy, Bobby Mack, goes. Justin Rose just showed some life. So Sergio, I, like we've decided in our, like we agree, I think it's between Sergio and Rose for that final spot. Justin missed his putt. Let's have a couple of weeks, Salge. I mean, if so, that's going to be bad news for the European Ryder Cup team, though. <laughs> when they're just like, nah, Sergio, you, we're not giving you that two-footer. Why don't you put that one out? And I'll be, be honest, Pat. I mean, we, we speak about Ryder Cup at Christmas. We tend to pick it up in the middle of the year. Nobody in, like, that back end of Europe picked up the mantle and ran with it. That, that's why Europe is left with this situation. Like, no kid wanted it. We bet Matt Wallace a lot. He didn't take it. Um, and I'm not picking on Matt, and he's maybe not even talented enough to be in this discussion. But from Victor Perez, like, there was a lane 
for somebody to barnstorm their way onto Europe, onto Europe Ryder Cup, and they didn't. So now Pondrick is left with just having to pick from old horses. Just trying to look at what the numbers tell me from this range. Uh, Seamus Power rates out to be like one of the best guys in this field based on everything that he does, based on his current form. I just, is this too, he's doing it. He did it at the Barbasol. He did it, what, like 3M. John Deere was playing really well. Like this is a totally different class of field. But if he's playing well, he's playing well, right? I guess I'm not going to have money left. If I get, I go into events like this, much like that last WGC, Pat. If I get beat by the back, I'll get beat. But the history shows, the numbers show, my beliefs tell me these are going to be won in a very finite part of the betting board. If I get got, I get got. But I'd rather swing where I'm going to swing than swing up there and feel like an idiot when, like, the 20, it's being fought between a Rom and two guys in the 20s. Should we actually be giving legitimate consideration to Hideki, who continues to just ball strike the shit out of everything? Maybe he'll putt a little bit. And he just putted a not as awful at St. Jude. He wins. Yeah, I, I mean, the Olympics, the St. Jude, he shows up time and time again, and it's weird. I mean, in, in our show, we it's like, I don't know, he's like just perennially disrespected in that like we don't really talk about him a ton. And I guess that's just because if one of us wanted to bet on him, we would talk about it. Um, I don't know. I'm just happy to see him do well, but I'm, I haven't been betting him. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. Is there anyone else? Like I, I bet wise at 300 to one with an each way. I'll probably play him first round later, but honestly, three guys might be the card this week. I might, I might add a Reed or Hideki or maybe someone in the thirties to go along with it. Maybe you've talked me into Fina. Who knows? I want to wait for that middle section numbers to drift first before I go anywhere near it. That's probably fair because there are a lot of guys in that range that feel unbettable and you're like, there's no way people are betting on him. So I'll just wait for the books to see no one's bet on him and um, let the competition sort itself out. No, right in front of 100 with Sergio might be as deep as I'm considering. Like that's a long shot for me this week. Uh, I did give a shout out at the top, a deserved one to my boy, John Hasselbauer for the, the Kisner call last week. As much like just like all you guys with Henley, like I still want to give you credit for circling it. You know, we shouted out Grace right there. But I gotta say, man, full marks to 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 Cease Peters and that and that Sloan call that he was banging the drum on from Monday of last week that he found himself in that playoff. And if he hit that 13th footer on the first playoff hole, it would have been a Roger Sloan win. So I didn't really want to finish without mentioning. Um, that other than now seeing the very back of the board, like, I don't know, like there's a consortium, there's a group of people that love betting Matt Wolf. I don't really care for it. I, I'm a big Matt Wolf better. I don't know if this is the proper venue for him in this situation. I was more looking at fuck Burn. Homa. Like he's always a gamer he, or he's like Munoz, right? It's yeah. either like a great T15 or like a miscut. They seem to have that vibe, don't they? Yeah, I feel like Keegan Bradley is someone that could play really well here. But I just don't know if I'm going to end up getting there. Go back to Henley. That wouldn't be smart. Grio was actually, I think, fourth in ball striking at this tournament in 2019. He missed the fucking cut. That's how bad he was on and around the greens. 
And I mean, congratulations to Ben Raza for Grio not winning as a favorite, so he can still catch Grio potentially at a bigger number in full field events. I actually feel like Grio hasn't won in eight years now. I think he literally won the first. Yeah, maybe even before we started doing shows. No, like he no, won the no, he won the he won the Safeway in two thousand and fifteen. His first career PGA start was his win. Crazy. So it's, um, so it's been six years since he's won. I said Sergio, but I, what about Grace? It was a lot of putting last week. A lot of putting. But but the stats show he's been doing it. Like even I, No, I, I, big... I agree with you. I mean, Grace is the type of player that, I mean, around the green, I have no issues with Brennan Grace. He's one of the best. He has some of the best touch of anyone. So is he like greens. a poor man's read in that like recipe? Yeah, thing? I think that's really, I think that's a really good call. I, I could go back to Grace, no problem. Uh, listen, I'm not. I don't really have units to throw around back here, but I'm just saying, like he keeps showing some really nice form, and his odds don't really. Yeah, Jeff, give him you don't need to say. Of... You don't need to say units. You're you're on the Pat Mayo experience right now. You can just say, I don't want to waste all my money betting on Brennan Grace because, because I, I, you're right. There are certain Thank places. You, there, me. there are certain yeah. places that. People in the space work for, and in order, like, I never put units on my thing because sometimes I just fucking ar- arbitrarily bet on people weird amounts of money. Just if I'm feeling, I agree. It, feeling it or not. And I know that all the people that list their units and do everything like that, and you included, and you have to do it for odds checker so people can keep track of everything. That's great. That's not how people really bet. They just don't. I agree. I agree. And listen, those units go out. I put them on a Tuesday. I send them to odds checker. So you might bet everything five more guys. <laughs> Everything needs to be accounted. I might add. Um, no, if I add, I'll usually like to like try to put it on there for the next. But I might make that bet even bigger or something. Or yeah, no, you're not wrong. And I'm at in the end, I'm still like a degenerate who loves to like just throw it around. I don't like live and die with every point. Um, you know, like we have our friends that. You know, a ten cent line is the world, but they're professional gamblers. Yeah, they they so are they are professional. Yeah, they are they are professional gamblers, and that ten <laughs> that ten cents means so much to them that they will take entire NFL weeks off from betting. It's like, oh, there's no value on this slate. They're not betting it to bet it like we do. <laughs> yeah, where I'm like, I don't know, that extra ten cents just going to cost me like nine dollars if I lose. So you know what? I'm still going to bet this game. I'm going to sit down and watch for the next three and a half hours. Yeah. I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet this game because it's on. How about that? <laughs> I'm betting, um, I'm betting yeah. golf this weekend because I'm going to be watching it for four days. Yes. So forgetting all that, I just feel like my exposure this week is really going to be taken with the players of great name and pedigree um, and other losers that I like to bet that don't win off and that I'm not going to have much to throw around at the pack at the back because I don't think they're very live. Let's move. I get God, I get God. Yeah, you get God, you get God. I mean, it just happened to me, like I said, I think four weeks in a row, I've had someone in second place or I've had the leader at the turn on Sunday going into it with like multiple stroke leads. So it's given me a stroke at this point. How much worse could I do by not hitting winners? Let's find out. Quick picks for the Northern Trust. I got Rory at 22 to one because I missed that 25. I got Daniel. How's your burger? 33 to one and Aaron wise 300 to one with a top five each way. I'll probably play that top 20 and first round leader as well, but that's all I got for now. I will put my full cheat sheet into the newsletter along with all the promos, all the deals going on right now uh, down in the description. Also, Jeff run the Sims.com. 
The NFL version of FantasyNational.com is completely operational as of today. RunTheSims.com slash Mayo will get you a discount. You want to fuck around with the optimizer, the custom game simulations, you can turn all the levers and knobs all you want, and there's betting tools up there as well with visualizations. It is fucking incredible. I highly recommend if you... If you're going to invest a cent into DraftKings, DFS, or betting on the NFL this season, you're going to want RunTheSims.com. And like I said, slash Mayo will get you a discount off of that right now. If you love Fantasy National and you heard it from me, trust me on RunTheSims.com. Jeff, your picks. There it is. Uh, My picks. Rory, 25 to 1. Berger, 33 or 34. Hovland, 35. Um, what we are going to do next is honestly stare down some really juicy JT or Bryson. One of them, call it a day. Maybe finally believe in Scheffler, although Scheffler's the placer. Hovland's going to be the winner, uh, if I have to guess. Although I don't want to make a bet who's going to win first because I lose those, especially to Pat every time. Uh, and then I'm not going to lie, Reed and, 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 and Finau Call me too if I want to ignore all those guys I mentioned previously and just go to that 40 read 60 Finau would be a fun way to do it. In terms of long shots, I got nothing triple digits, but you heard me say Sergio and Grace would be the two guys at the back that 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 did look nice to me. I could see those guys as well. Billy Horschel at 100 kind of sticks out like a sore thumb to me too, of a guy who's just playing a little bit better than maybe than maybe his results make it seem, but I could be talking to that. But like I said, the newsletters where I'll have the cheat sheet. I got more time to figure this out. Listeners League link is in the description. The DraftKings show is on Wednesday. One and done picks. I already said it. I'm going with Dustin because I haven't used it. Who did who did Tim say he was taking? Do you remember? Oh, he told us. Cantley. Yeah, Cantley. So Cantley for Cust. Who do you got? I, I have it in front of me so I can tell you if you've used someone. Have I used Rory? Uh, Rory. Rory. No. Let's go. Rory McElroy, it is. Sure, you don't want Rory Sabatini, who just entered himself in like the Austrian Masters or whatever it was? Czech Masters. I was wondering why he wasn't going to be in that. So I'm, I guess that makes total sense that he's gone over there. Yeah, he's there. I saw Will. It was like the second favorite or something. R- right? R- Rory's over there to claim the Czech Republic back for Slovakia. <laughs> That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Follow Jeff on Twitter at gfeinberg17. You can watch him on ftndaily.com on the Jeff Feinberg Show. Also on oddschecker.com. And you're doing a new video with Rick. Yeah, we do that. Um, I just we just posted a Ryder Cup video, which can supplement the great Ryder Cup conversation we just had. And me and Rick, we sort of chat through the boards on Tuesday. And I got to say, I need to do less talking, more listening. That's probably how the audience feels. I get to do a show with Pat. I get to talk to Rick. Um, you both told me to bet English. You both told me to bet Henley. I didn't really listen. Yeah, and, um, and guess, who, guess, guess who has money left? You. Yeah, in the, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, you, you, we didn't convince you. To, we couldn't convince you to bet on two losers. I think you just stick with what you're doing. No, I, but see, I. I look at it differently a little bit. Um, those are great calls. G Feinberg Losing 17. Calls. 
I appreciate you trying to build back up my confidence here, but it might be shattered for the rest of the year. Unless I hit a winner this week. That would be, maybe Aaron Wise will win and pay off the entire year. That would be fantastic news. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME newsletter in the description. Listeners link in the description. The Apple review giveaway in the description. Smash like me your winner in the comment section. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. I'll be back on Wednesday with the DraftKings Show. Tuesday football. Tune into that too. I'll see you next time. Mayo Experience.